Welcome back to Girls Like a Room. Have you been searching for a show that you can grab a glass, get comfortable, and unwind with? Well, look no further because you found it. If you are new here, I'm your host, Rianne, another 20-something-year-old woman learning and navigating the ups and downs of life. On this week's episode, I will discuss tying a woman's importance to a man. So grab your glass, get comfortable, and step into the locker room as we unwind together. Welcome to another episode of Girls Locker Room. Happy Wednesday, everyone. It's our halfway in check-in. I hope you all are doing well. I know I am. You know, I had to get myself straight and squared away. 222 just recently passed us and I had a mixed day. Like the beginning of my day was great. Everything was good. I did my gratitude, all of that good stuff. And then later on towards the day, things just got a little wonky. So hopefully the rest of my week just is just as beautiful as the beginning of my Tuesday <laughs> was. Yeah, that was real corny. Don't judge. But anyway, oh, I got to be careful. I got my mic on my jacket and y'all, y'all going to hear a lot of swish, 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 swish. Because I just can't keep my, I just can't sit still with this jacket on. But anyway, I hope you all had a good week. So let's jump right on in. So my topic for what's trending and things that I'm obsessed with is going to be one and the same. Spoiler alert. So if you have not watched the recent episode of Euphoria, this is your chance to skip. Give me about five minutes. Go past it. And then we can get right on into the the meat and potatoes. But anyway, Euphoria was amazing this week. So we finally, after two seasons, damn near, we finally get to know more about Lexi. So when you're first introduced to Lexi, she's Rue's best friend and Cassie's little sister. But you know, everybody got that sister duo that one sister is cooler than the other. Yeah, that was the thing there. So we never really got to see Lexi. Like, we got to see Lexi and how she was dealing with her sister being, like, one of the most talked about girls in high school. But we never really got to see what she was into and what she liked to do. Like, we got a little bit of it when it came to Rue. But even with her and Rue's situation, it just seemed like she was always the shadow. Like, she was a, a avid secondary character. So to see her in this episode as a main character and killing that shit, might I say, was quite refreshing because I'm here for Miss Lexi, you know? So at the beginning of season two, we get a little bit of a taste of Lexi and what she might be into when she gets to talking to Fez. But it wasn't even that. When Cassie snitched on Fez Cole and she went right over there, I said, oh yeah, my girl likes to live on the wild side. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. And so... Seeing her this episode, just in her prime and her light doing what she does and nobody getting a spotlight over her, chef's kiss. Chef's fucking kiss. Because that play, iconic. And we haven't even finished the play yet. But that play, iconic. Best play ever. Watch this high school musical right out the yard, baby. Lexi did what she had to do. She was giving the girls spice, attitude, satire she was giving it all and i was here for it it was a funny ass play now i get everybody was a little shook in the beginning like when maddie was like damn bitch is this about us but to see them like relax and actually enjoy what she was doing even with them was cool and you can see her different admiration for everyone in the friend group except cat but maybe we'll get there later um but yeah just seeing her love for rue through the play and then her very much annoyance of her sister 
was quite evident that she was annoyed by her sister. And I don't think she was annoyed in the way of like not caring about Cassie, just more of like tired of being in her shadow. So and not to say that I can understand it, it's just I can get why she would be like, oh, I'm so tired of this shit. Like, I'm over it. Like, I can see at that point in their relationship why she would be over it, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I loved it. Um, she had the ref- she had the people's feathers a little ruffled. But I'm not going to get too deep into it. Just know that the play budget was very big. They let her have all creative control. Miss Mamas had her stage hands, her lighting, all that good stuff. Now, I come from a high school that we did plays. But I don't know if we did plays like that. Like, we had, like, a uh, – because I did theater in high school my freshman year. And we had, like produ- – no, mm-mm, I can't say that. I don't think we really had a production. No, we had more, like, concerts. We didn't have a production in a while at my high school. Like, I think the last time my high school had a production is when my sister was going – and we like five or six years apart. So when my sister was going, they did Dream Girls. And that's the last time I heard of them doing some big production. Uh, you know how schools get when the budgets got to drop. Theater and music get dropped first. And that is a that is an example as to why you should not cut off the arts. Coming from a band geek. Don't cut them arts. Keep their money where they said. But anywho. But yes, that is what I'm obsessed with. I can't wait to see the second part, especially how it ended and how Cassie was upset. Cassie is really just pissing me off, number one. Um, it was so funny because, so as we all know, if we all like saw the clip of the upcoming episode before it premiered on Sunday, that Cassie and Nate will be walking around making a situation public. And my girl said, yes, yeah, she definitely looks the part because she does. Like, let's be clear. Cassie ain't nothing but a cheap-ass knockoff for Maddie. And I really hate that this girl really fucked around her friendship for that no-good motherfucker. But she gonna see. She gonna see that he is not worth none of that shit that you going through. But anyway, but that is what I'm obsessed with and what's trending for me. So, yeah, I, I don't think I have anything else. Oh, I do. So, this may not be of an importance to anyone, but I want to give her a little bit of a shout out because it does kind of go with my topic. I just want to congratulate Jada for her rebrand. And I'm going to say it like this because I'm big on brands and we have my own. But her rebrand seems like she's really taken, taken. She's really taken the criticism of her first launch, made it a thing. So I watched her back, her back, back the scenes. What the fuck? I watched her behind the scenes. <laughs> I watched her behind the scenes and I was very impressed. The budget that she put into it, the fact that she was into the creative control, she really had a complete team. This was not no cookie cutter in the back of your warehouse shit. She had locations, uh, storyboards, storylines, all of that. They did that visual lighting. Like it was just, it was nice. And I'm just super happy for her. I had put out on Tuesday, I'm really big on women getting a bag. And when you can get a bag, you can make your brand pop. I honestly feel like it just makes me as a viewer want to push myself a little bit more. And I get where people get like all bent out of shape about the IG girls. But let's be clear, half these IG girls and these influencers making their money, making their LLCs, getting their business and living that luxury life for real. So instead of, again, hating 
on these women or these people because even the guys are out here, even the male influencers are out here doing big shit. Get on it. As much time as you spend on your phone talking down about a motherfucker, you should be having a new bag every day. But that's just my opinion. Okay, hun. But anyway, anyway, let's hop into these topics. I'm going to make this very short, sweet, and simple because I don't want to drag it out too much. So this is centered around some old news that I I stated last episode. But with Rihanna's pregnancy comes some ignorance. And one of the ignorant statements that I saw that I just, and I don't even know if it was a repeated statement. I don't even know if I saw this statement other than where I saw it. So I don't parlay the streets of Facebook. I just don't. It's a very negative place. Well, at least the people that I have on my timeline, it's a very negative place. I just don't have time for it. Twitter is more my zone. And so it's Instagram, now TikTok, but Facebook can stay right where it's at. But every now and again, I'll patrol the streets, you know, just skip around, skip to my loo on Facebook. And I decided to do that. And so someone that I'm friends with on Facebook states, this was the exact statement. Rihanna Rihanna has a network of $1.7 billion and chose to be a baby mama instead of a wife. Now, I got several ways that I can unpack this, but I decided to unpack it this way. So when I first initially saw it, I was like, bruh, her net worth right there, like you literally just repeated it. Like you literally just typed it out thought about it, typed it out, and you looked it up. Because I know you had to do some research so you can get that ballpark number. So you researched her, then thought about it, typed out that actual statement, and still thought that that was something for you to do. Mm-mm. It really wasn't. That woman has a net worth of $1.7 billion, and she is still being tied to the importance of a man that's on her arm or the lack thereof. And that really, or the ring on her finger or the lack thereof, And that is so frustrating because she is a billionaire, like billion with a B. Like she's a billionaire and you still, people still are out here tying her to her title in a man's life. And that is so odd to me, especially when she has done so many things. It's kind of lazy to still attach her to a man. And it's not just Rihanna. It's a lot of women. A man being around me is not what makes me a powerful woman. He is my add-on. That's my addition to what I've already had going for myself. Because when I'm not around this man and when this man is no longer around me, you still going to check my resume to see what I got going on. The next man, the next person, next friend, next job, they're not just going to be like, oh, she got this man, so she's qualified in what she does. That makes absolutely no sense. This is not 1956. It's 2022. You should never tie a woman's importance or her status or what she has in terms of a man. You should never try to push her down to something degrading in your mind or to push that on her. Because you see it like that, don't put that on people at all. Like, for instance, if I'm out here killing shit, having a nice job, being responsible. I'm a very healthy woman. I keep up with what I got going on. I'm a woman of my word and I just have a good work ethic. I'm a great friend, a great daughter. Hell, and if I decide to become a mom, I'm a great mom. But the presence of a man next to me should not diminish anything else that I've worked hard for. Because what does that signify? Like you got women out here that really down their sales 
because they don't have a man around. They can have everything that glitters and gold. And I've been guilty of it. So I'm not about to sit here and act like that I haven't been. I was actually just like this recently. I was like, damn, everything else in my life makes sense except my love life. And it wasn't until my mom was like, girl, that's because God want all of that right now to make sense. Because that's where your blessings coming in at right now. That's for later. So when I when she told me that, I had to reroute my mind. And I had to like realize, okay, she's right. I'm very humble about what I have going on. But when I need to, I need to list it to myself. This is what you have going on. And the presence of a man being with you and being without you doesn't change anything that you already had put in stone, already read down, or already got going on. Like, it don't change nothing. So when y'all do that to a woman, I won't say y'all because that's broad. But when people people do that to women, it's insulting to everything that they put in. It's kind of like asking that dumbass question of what you bring to the table. Because, and let's put it back on the case of Rihanna. A man would never ask her what she brings to the table. They already know what Robin Rihanna Fenty already brings to the table. Platinum awards and plaques. A thriving skincare makeup line, beauty line, cosmetic line. A thriving loungewear and lingerie line. And now she's about to be a bomb-ass mom. She's a dope philanthropist and an ambassador of her country. Like, that's what she already brings to the table, and you already knew that. So when you tell a woman or you say to her, you're just this, and you could have been that, nah, that's not how that goes because I am that. This can come and add to what I already am. And I don't. And it's usually coming from men, so I don't really take an insult to that because men are just egotistical and it makes men feel better if they can still attach a woman to them when they're not doing nothing or bringing the bare minimum and what really frustrated me is the person who said it is that that i know personally he does great things himself so for you to attach a man i mean a man to her and she's already doing good things do you do that to yourself like do you say to yourself i do all of this i came from this acquired this was able to do this but I ain't got no woman so but I what I got going on really don't matter I can answer that for you he don't so don't do that to a woman now the other part of it that I saw was like the broken home aspect and yes for me personally I would prefer to be in a unit to be in a marriage when I bring a child in but we've seen from other women who have stated, like, in, in personal groups or coming out on, like, reality TV, that they can be married and involved with a man and still feel like a single parent. Or they can be in this relationship, it goes completely well, and this is usually what happens. That, that relationship is going beautiful. The pregnancy come, the announcements are made, everybody's excited, everybody's happy, emotions come, doctor's appointments, because half of y'all don't know what a woman really go through when they pregnant, and you assume that you know, but you have no idea that there's going to be way more stress on a woman, which in turn, because the man doesn't understand it and is not sitting in it, he also has his own level of stress because the communication and understanding is not on the same page. And we're not just going to put it on a man. It's, it's, on, it's on both sides. But their relationship could have been had a beautiful bond and foundation. And then pregnancy comes. That rattles it a little bit. And then the baby comes. And if y'all both first-time parents, 
Oh, feeding you to the sharks. Take a swim, baby. And sometimes people can't take the pressure. So that unit kind of disappears. So to put that on a woman's back, though, to be like, oh, but these women choose to be a baby mama. No, some of them go in with the with the thoughts and the promises of love and everything sweet. We're going to be a family. We're going to be a cute little unit. This going to be what we're going to do. And then that disappears. Now, is it more of a safety net when you're married? Of course, but that's not a guarantee. So never talk down about a woman when she chooses to have a child because we know as women, when we choose to keep our pregnancies, and we're not even going to get into that, but as a woman, when we choose to become a parent, we understand that there is a possibility that we can become a single parent. Because you don't hear so many times of a woman walking out on her child. And when she does, the female group still says that they are disgusting. Don't let these small memes and these small situations fool y'all. It's women out here checking other women to be like, oh, I can't mess with you. You are not. A, you don't do what you're supposed to do as a mom. Because it's always going to be more responsibility on a woman. So don't ever insult a woman by saying, this is what you chose to be with all that you do. Mm, I don't understand it. Because when it was said about Rihanna, it was said as if there was a smear on her and her reputation. And I didn't like that. Because if you think that about Rihanna, you think that about normal, that everyday, today women. And a man who thinks like that, I just, I can't deal with it, me personally. Like, not not to say, like, I was even looking at this person as a person of interest of dating. It's just anybody. Because it was women in his comments as well that was just like, no, nah, I totally agree. Because she should have got the ring first. Let me be honest with you. Rihanna could have decided to have a whole goddamn village. She could have filled up Barbados with all the babies in the world. And if she would never had a ring on her finger, if anybody would have never popped a question, let me tell you something. My normal day-to-day ass wouldn't be asking her anything about why she ain't got no ring on her finger. She has a net worth of $1.7 billion. I'm mind my business. Her child already coming out way more wealthy than me. Generational wealth. And her children ain't even a thought process in her child's, her child's mind. The child got to be fully formed first. Her whole bloodline is cool. And you want me to have an opinion about her not having a ring? Not going to happen. And I don't see how other people doing that. Like, even with the even going back to the influencers and the IG girls, these bitches ain't nothing but just trying to get a check from these niggas. Huh? Like, yes, we know some that are out here scheming and scamming to get them a bag, but not all of them are like that. And then, hell, some of these women who have become quote-unquote baby mamas, they still out here getting a bag. So I just don't, I don't care for it. And that's just me coming from a woman that could possibly be in that situation where I'm in a beautiful relationship and that's just something that I want and the other party wants it. And we decide to embark on this journey. First of all, and I don't know if this is what's in her thought process, but that woman just turned 34. And again, because men think they always know something, we don't know what's going on with her body that she like, all right, it's now or never for me. And she probably felt comfortable in everything that she was doing to make this a new venture in her life. Because a man does not choose, even if we're married, even if I'm married to you, because again, this is my choice on, on having a baby. If I'm married to you and I still feel like in my heart of hearts and everything that I got going on, that it's still not time for me to be a mama, it's not time, baby. It's not time. So that's why I keep, that's why I feel the way I feel because 
the presence of a man does not form every woman's life. And it doesn't look, and it's not a bad thing if you don't have the ideal relationship for society to accept you bringing a child into your relationship. It's not a bad thing if you don't have a man, even after having all those degrees and accolades and that $100,000 salary and having your side hustles and entrepreneurship and real estate and investments, all the things that society say you're supposed to have to be a badass human being when half of the 1% don't even have it. And if they do have it, it's coming from a loophole and they lying about it. But we'll we'll get into that because people think they know what they don't know. And so don't let society or what or what you hear or what you see online dictate how important you are as a woman. If you out here getting your bag, getting your responsibilities done, having a good time, having a good work and life balance, then you fine. That man going to be in addition to what you're doing. And if one don't come around, so what? Still basking everything else that you got going on. And that's the advice that I definitely am trying to learn and take myself every day. So coming from a woman that's, that's putting it in her mind, a man don't need to be in your life. You don't need a man in your life. You want him in your life. You don't have to have him there for everything or for the the biggest things or the smallest things in life. You want him there. Then we move with that. But don't let nobody tell you that that's a bad thing. Like, cause it's not, I mean, it's, it doesn't change your value as a woman. And when people make statements like that, be mindful because you're, you're kind of saying that a person's value is attached to a man and that's not cool. But yeah, that was my little spiel on that, that, Tying a woman's importance to a man is disgusting. It's very outdated. That's very 1956. It's 2022. Get with the program. And I get it. We all want beautiful house home units. We we all want our children to grow up in a beautiful like environment because how you're raised and the environment that you come out of does play a part in your, your years later on. So I understood that point, but that's not where that person was coming from because if that was the case, he would have said that. But I don't even know where I was going with that y'all. I just rambled for nothing. But anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, just be mindful of what you say when it comes to women. Our importance is not tied to the man, and a man's importance is not tied to a woman. Just be very secure in what you got going on, and make sure that you good, and make sure everything that you need to accomplish is accomplished. That person that's going to come into your life, man or woman, is going to be an addition to add on the icing on the cake, not the damn cake, okay? I like to call it the throne room. My throne is already mine. Your throne is already yours. We're just looking for a throne room to put it in there together. And if we never do that, your throne is still beautiful and so is mine. And that's that's the only way I can say it. So be proud of your progress and where you are. And if your situation doesn't look like society, fuck society. Move how you move. Life is not black and white. It's a whole bunch of gray, blue, yellow colors. Up in between that black and white. So that was my topic for today. My jam session is a oldie but a goodie. So Guilty by Seven Streeter, ASAP Ferg, and Chris Brown has been in heavy rotation in my car. I love Seven Streeter. Like she has wrote, wrote, what is going on? It's late. That's what's going on. 
Savage Shooter has written for a lot of people. Her pen game is crazy and her voice is beautiful. But guilty, guilty do something to me. Now, when I first heard guilty, I was a little salty because I was in a relationship and I was like, mm, that's not cute. I don't like the subject matter. That's not cute. <laughs> But then, now that I'm, like, not as attached as I was, I, the song, st- the subject matter of the song still kind of fucked up. But everybody makes it so well. Like, of course, this is not the first song. Is it the fr- It's not the first song with Chris Brown and Seven Streeter. Uh, Won't Stop was their, f- I think that was their first collab that I know of. That I could be wrong. So, if you know, please correct me because I could be very, very wrong. But... Chris Brown and Seven Street is voiced together. Beautiful melodies. I love it. Because she's a singer and so is he. So they get each other. When you got real singers on the track together, it's just, it's beautiful. It's like Usher and Summer when they was on the track together. Chef's Kiss. Um, what other singers? Mm, I can't think right now, but when real singers get on tracks with each other, it, it is what it is. I'm going to be honest while I'm talking about that. I would like Hallie and Sizzler to get on a song together. Well, Hallie, Chloe, and Sizzler can get on a song together, but I think that I think that Hallie and Sizzler that'll break the motherfucking internet. And she has a song coming out, and I can't wait. Like we got a single from Chloe, but a single from Hallie, I want to know what that is sound like because her her voice is at that falsetto pitch. And it's very, very high. And I know she can change it because she has a song on the Ungodly Hour where she's singing at a lower tone and she sounds beautiful. And their NPR, their NPR performance also showcases that she can also go a little bit lower and sit and have fun in a lower octave than what she usually sings in. And it is beautiful because I know Chloe can get up there, get high up there too, but she normally stays at that alto, that alto octave. And it's pretty, but I can't wait to hear what Hallie is going to do with her voice and the the sound that she's going to go into. And I just can't wait because we have our eyes on Chloe, and I think we also need to have our eyes on Hallie. I think they're both a force to be reckoned with. But yeah, that was just my little spiel. But yeah, Seven Streeter, ASAP Ferg, all of, that's that's a jam. So if you have not heard it yet, please do yourself a favor. Go hit it up on Apple Music or Spotify, whichever one you like, and enjoy. But yes, I can't wait to see what Hallie got in store for us. I just know she got something up her sleeve, and I'm excited. Like I just want the media to leave Chloe alone a little bit. Because mama trying to find her style and what she like and what's comfortable for her. I think people need to lay off her and with her being ultra sexy when she's not. The girl is freaking 23. Like, let it be. Y'all out here popping y'all coochies and being sexy too. So why can't she, like, get it get it out get it out your mind that when she came out, she was younger. She grew up. Like, we got to let that go when younger stars get older. And they decide they want to branch out into their sexual side or their sexual being and tap into that portion of their life. We got to, like, keep the comments to a minimum. And I get it. She chose to be in that limelight. But some some of the takes are real stupid and real dumb. But I just I just hope she gets a break and that we can see what Hallie has going on. Because people feel like Hallie was a hindrance to her. And 
they're just dumb because they chose to do music together as a unit. They're doing things separately because they're also they're also venturing into other parts of the media industry. So they have to do their own things right now because if they waited on each other, we wouldn't get no more music. So y'all just need to sit back and enjoy the show and let them be. Because Miss Mamas, Miss Hallie, been posting some ultra-sexual stuff, too. I want to say ultra-sexual. She's been posting some hot and sexy things. But because of her body shape, because if we really going to keep it a buck, because of her body shape, it's more acceptable on Hallie than it is Chloe. So if Chloe does a little bit too much of this because Miss Mamas is thick at the bottom, y'all got a lot to say. People got a lot to say. But when Hallie do it, it's more tasteful. Y'all got to quit doing that. Don't be mad at her because you can't control your horniness. Don't be mad at her because you can't get it like she get it. Like she said, just a little light flex. She's just out here stunting on her legs. Nothing but a little light flex. When is that coming out, Chloe? When is light flex coming out? Do we have to hound you how we hound you for have mercy? Get on that, please, and thank you. But that is it (laughs) for me today. I am so happy to be back here, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss a Girls Locker Room Wednesday. Join me next Wednesday, 9 a.m., same spot, same place, and I will see you there. Bye.